Welcome to the Data Center of the Future podcast series. I'm Russ Riley along with Jeff Johnson. And today we're back with John Fluger from the office of the CTO who leads Dell's Power and Cooling Initiative. This is the fourth in a series of podcasts that we're doing with John about data center innovation and power and cooling. Today's podcast is about the power component of that, power distribution trends in the data center. Welcome back, John. Let's get started. Why don't you just briefly recap what we talked about in the first three? In our first podcast, we went over a number of trends that are occurring in data center design and operations. The trend towards identifying what efficiency is and being able to measure and monitor it in the data center in real time. Trends towards increasing equipment modularity, trends towards increased sophistication in power and cooling architectures, the rapid adoption of virtualization technologies in the data center, and the emerging capabilities and applications around tighter control of the facility. In our second podcast, then, we went into detail on data center efficiency, what it is, and why it's important. And then in our last podcast, we did a drill down into cooling architectures, how they are increasing in sophistication, the increasing choices that are available to people who are designing data centers, and how this equipment is becoming more modular. It's being brought closer to the systems that are generating heat, and you're able to add smaller units of capacity at a time. Okay, so let's talk about the power distribution component of that. Uh, Why are we talking about this today? Much like we see with cooling architectures in the data center, there's also a lot of attention being paid to power architectures, and they are increasing in their level of sophistication as well. We see five things happening with power distribution within the data center. The first, there's really an open question now in the industry about the type of power that gets distributed within the data center, whether it's alternating current, direct current, The second trend we see is that power distribution equipment in the data center is becoming more efficient. So it's not, you don't lose as much power in power distribution as as you used to. The third is, as with cooling equipment and the new cooling products, power products are becoming more modular. You can buy these in smaller units of capacity than you used to be able to do. Fourth, We're seeing increased intelligence and increased control capabilities in these products. You're able to know more about what these products are doing in real time, and in some cases you even have hooks that you didn't have yesterday into providing control over these products. Last, we're also seeing increased attention paid to alternate means or alternate products for guaranteeing the availability of the data center. All of this stuff we discuss about efficiency is great. I'm a big fan of saving power in the data center, improving the efficiency of the data center. As I've mentioned before, any of the changes that happen in the data center have to happen in the context of maintaining availability requirements and availability performance. When you get into power distribution architectures, this is an area where the efficiency of the data center and the availability of the data center intersect. And so now we're seeing increased interest in maybe some alternate means for guaranteeing availability in the data center. Along with that, which is somewhat related to and is emerging now, people are starting to look at alternate means for generating power for the data center locally. Data centers are still going to be hooked up to the grid, but in some cases data centers are going to be built with energy generation facilities next to them other than kind of the diesel generators that may be common today for backup. There's some indication that there is a coupling or, or possible effects inside the building on what on how you 
generate the power outside the building. Okay, so you mentioned direct current in the data center. Can you talk about that? This is a topic that has become very visible in data center circles over about the past year. We're very interested, our government is very interested, the stakeholders in the industry are very interested in improving the efficiency of the data center. One area that some people believe is, is an opportunity for this is in changing the type of power that is distributed to the data center. Most data centers today, and I'll, I'll accept out telecom, and we'll talk about telecom in a moment, but most data centers today use or distribute power within the data center as alternating current. Alternating current comes in through the utilities. It may go through a UPS stage. It may go through a power distribution stage. It's alternating current that's used by the IT equipment. Bit of an oversimplification, but we'll leave it at that for now. There are some organizations out there that believe that if you were to distribute power within the data center using direct current, that you would be able to avoid some of the pieces of equipment and some of the processes that generate power losses within the data center. One of the interesting things about the investigation into direct current is it's actually opened up the entire question of how power is distributed within the data center. So it's not just alternating current versus direct current. But now we're getting those questions like, well, if you're going to look at investigating direct current, then why don't you look at high voltage alternating current? Or if you're going to look at direct current, the first thing that people in the data center industry think of are telecom facilities, which usually run off of minus 48 volts DC. Well, if you're going to look at direct current, maybe you look at high voltage direct current. So it's really opened up this entire question of what's the, what's the most appropriate way to distribute power within the data center. From what I've seen, I've, I've seen the data collected by a uh, Lawrence Berkeley National Labs in a study done last year looking at best case direct current and what, you, what can you actually achieve. And they have some evidence that you can see efficiency gains. It's unclear, however, whether or not the data that they collected is applicable to real situations. They were comparing themselves to legacy equipment and really kind of say, this is the best you can do with threat current against this is what you might find in a legacy data center. So we're still not sure if those gains hold up in real situations. However, this whole issue, high voltage versus what we do today, and by the way, Europe tends to run on high voltage AC. It's North America that's, that's the exception in this. Alternating current versus direct current, this is an area where the industry is going to be spending a lot of time and effort and paying a lot of attention to over the next couple of years to really understand where it should be going. And by the way, these changes, if, if changes are required, they are not simple. They're not trivial. It's going to take the entire industry to make the decision to go in that direction as opposed to one or two organizations or some specific companies because everybody's going to have to move in lockstep to make it happen. One of the trends that you talked about is that equipment is becoming more efficient. We, of course, hear about lower power chips, but I'm sure it's much broader than that. Can you elaborate a little bit? One of the other interesting side effects of some of this discussion in, into direct current, and it's part of the just increasing attention paid to data center efficiency as a whole, is that the providers of the power distribution products within the data center are providing that the products that they have out today now are, are just fundamentally more efficient than the ones they had out two, three, four, five, six years ago. So UPSs that might have been 80% efficient in 2000 might be 90% efficient or, or more efficient today. And this is really happening throughout the entire chain of power distribution in the data center. It happens with the big UPSs, it happens with the smaller power distribution units, it's even happening within the power supplies within the servers themselves. 
as a matter of fact, the Lawrence Berkeley study, when they were comparing against power, uh, when they were looking at efficiency of power supplies inside the box, they took a sample of all sorts of different power supplies and came up with a, an average efficiency of something, I think it was 72%. We're now, with our server products, we're over 80%, and in some cases, substantially over 80%, and we only see that going up in the future. So it's every single level, whether it's power inside the box, getting power to the box, managing the power coming from the utility, all of these products are becoming more efficient. They're also being designed around different operating points. When you have a server with two power supplies, because you want to make sure that you've got power in case something goes wrong with your power distribution architecture, a natural approach is to split the power requirements of the box among those two power supplies. So in normal operations, you're very unlikely to ever get past 50% utilization of those power supplies. They're there in case one goes down, right? The extra capacity is there in case something goes wrong, but you rarely ever use it. Until recently, once again, across the board, top to bottom, box power supplies all the way up to UPSs, these products were not designed around the most likely operating point. They're always going to get their peak efficiencies at their higher operating percentage, you know, 80%, 90% load is where they're going to be most efficient. But now the, the break for that, when they start becoming relatively inefficient, has actually gotten pushed to the left. So you see this flat part of the curve, the high part of this curve. Maybe it was 60 to 90% yesterday, and tomorrow it's more like 20% to 80%. So when you're operating in these ranges that you're more likely to be in on a day-to-day -day basis, you're operating at a, at a high efficiency point for the equipment. Equipment modularity is another thing that you mentioned, but really isn't all equipment modular? These pieces of equipment, power distribution equipment, talking the big UPSs and the big PDUs, can get pretty large. I mean, there are, there are multi-megawatt UPS products available today, big pieces of equipment. Traditionally, it's been the case when you design a data center that, that some of these more capital-intensive pieces of equipment, you'll buy them in big chunks infrequently. What we're finding, though, is when you do buy those pieces of equipment in, in bigger capacities and you buy them infrequently, you end up buying a lot of capacity that you're not able to use. And you're certainly not able to use it on the day you commission it because you're planning for the future. But then if you don't estimate your needs correctly, you can actually buy capacity that you never use. Now, this is costly for two reasons. One, you bought stuff you didn't need. But second, when you buy these larger pieces of equipment and you don't use them, you force them to operate at some of these lower percentage utilization rates. So maybe something that was operating at, uh, you were going to plan at build-out to operate it at 40, 45, 50% capacity. Now it's operating at 30% capacity. So people tend to overbuy. And there's also uh, another effect in data center design, which is that because today the amount of information available to you as to what the servers are really consuming and what's really being consumed in cooling and what's really being lost in power distribution is not there. Because that data is missing, people accommodate that by over-provisioning, right? Once again, availability is king. You've got to make sure the data center stays up. So if you want to be safe, you buy more than you think you're ever going to need. Now, as we get more information about what's going on in the data center, you're not going to need as much of a safety margin in order to guarantee availability. Also, the manufacturers of these products have started to provide products that are much more modular, allowing you to buy what you need when you need it, pay as you grow. 
you can buy UPS capacity in units of 10 kilowatts. You can buy smaller PDUs. The ability to pay as you grow makes sure that that you're not buying capacity that, that you're not ever going to use. That's a great point. You said that the fourth trend was intelligence and control. So what do you mean by that? As we get more information about what's going on in the data center, you don't need as hefty or as thick a safety margin when you're designing your data center. One of the things that we're seeing is, is once again, across the board, top to bottom, manufacturers of data center components are providing more the products are able to provide more information about what's going on with them in real time. Uh, used to be that for a rack, a plug strip was a plug strip was a plug strip. That's not the case anymore. There are now multiple vendors out there manufacturing smart plug strips. By the way, these are also referred to as, as PDUs in the industry. Smart plug strips that can tell you what the power is, that can report back how much power they are drawing from the PDU to which they are attached. Some of these plug strips allow you to control individual receptacles, turning them on or off. Now, in many cases, this information is, is helpful to help manage your power provisioning. But some of the use cases for this are, are fairly mundane. For example, having cleaning staff for the data center come in and plug some of their equipment into a rack plug strip in the middle of the night. Uh, we have anecdotal evidence that, yes, this has happened, and it has taken equipment down. Once again, for availability reasons, that, that by itself just about, uh, in this particular case, justifies the cost of the plug strips. You don't want your, your servers to go down. What that means, though, is, is once again, as with cooling, we're going we're gonna to get in the future a lot more information about what's going on with the power products. And we're going to get more hooks that enable us to control these in real time and specify how they're operating in real time. John, you mentioned alternative ways to guarantee availability. Can you talk about that? The doors are open with regard to the data center on, on what we can do to improve efficiency. One of the questions that's being asked today are, are some of the assumptions we make about how we guarantee availability within the data center open to change. Now, we have these entire classes of products, uninterruptible power supplies within the data center. By the way, the typical, the most common UPS in the data center is something called a double conversion UPS. It takes AC current from the grid, converts it to DC, keeps a battery string charged up, takes that DC, converts it back to AC, and delivers the AC to the PDUs. In that conversion process, you have losses. It is difficult to convert from DC to AC and AC to DC without losing some power somewhere. Other ways of guaranteeing that batteries are charged up, that power is available in case in case the grid goes down. Other ways of gluing all this stuff together are being looked at to cut down some of the process steps, remove some of the potential losses. One that's a, it's a little more dramatic is investigations into integration of flywheels in the data center. Flywheel is an energy storage device just like a battery is. It's a, a very, very rapidly spinning disk stores a lot of energy. And these have some interesting use models when you only need a short amount of ride-through. They provide very clean power, but they, they can't provide a lot of it. But right now, everybody is looking at all of these options because anywhere you might be able to shave a couple of percent off the power consumption of the data center, uh, you're going to find people interested in, in understanding it and really you know, pinning down whether it's valuable. Now, something else that's also 
coming along with this, which is which is a little subtle, is that the purpose of these UPS systems is to to make sure that if the grid goes down, you've still got power to run your servers. And you might have a battery string, and the battery string is there to last long enough to let you get your generators fired up. And once your generators fire up, they're there to keep you going until the, the grid comes back up. People are getting very interested at other means for generating power other than diesel generators. Some organizations, some companies have built data centers very close to hydroelectric plants. Some companies are very interested in looking at what might be happening within fuel cells. You know, Maybe a fuel cell is an alternate approach to providing energy. There are going to be people out there who consider uh, locating their data centers next to windmills or putting up solar panels. So if you draw a box around the data center, traditionally how the energy has been produced has not been that important. But we're starting to see some indications today that the way in which energy is produced outside the data center may have implications for the best means, the optimal means for distributing power within the data center. And when that happens, once again, we may find we can get an improvement in data center efficiency by looking at the distribution mechanism inside and the generation mechanism outside as one system. And that's something that we expect to see a lot more attention paid to in the future. These are all really great ideas, and I would imagine some of them are available today and some are available in the future. Can you kind of split out what's available now? Yes, I think you're right. Some have emerged and some are still emerging. The more modular equipment, you can purchase more modular equipment today if it meets the needs as as you design your data center, as you're looking at expansion and existing data centers. You can find equipment that talks more today tells you more about what it's doing today and has control hooks in it. That's available today. Some of the alternate means for guaranteeing power availability are available today if you want to look into them. The questions about how power is being distributed within the data center, that's more open, that's emerging. And as I mentioned when we talked about that earlier in the podcast, you know, if the industry decides that a different approach is fundamentally more efficient, It's going to take a little bit of time for the right standards to be developed, for the right products to be in the market, so that designers can can build a full data center around that. More efficient equipment, you know, once again, more efficient equipment, that's available today as well. So I have to say that the, the product set, yes, more modular products are available, more efficient products are available, some alternate technologies are available. You've got more information as we get to some of these bigger things like AC versus DC. That's something that will have to play itself out. Okay, let's bring this full circle. We've talked about a lot of great ideas, but how does this all eventually translate into data center efficiency? When we look at at the numbers for data center as to where power goes, you find that, and it, it depends on the data center, it depends on the amount of availability that's been designed into that data center, it depends on how old it is, but you're going to lose, you could lose anywhere from 20 to 40 percent of the power that you deliver to that data center in your power distribution architecture. You, I mean, it's not available to you. You can't use it to power up IT equipment. But you're still paying for it. Now, the power distribution system has to be looked at, at a, as a whole. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great big system. More efficient products, obviously, the nodes within this power distribution architecture are helping improve data center efficiency by becoming more important. More modular components mean that your data center, your infrastructure is more right-sized to your needs. 
that's going to help you become more efficient. Understanding the high-level architectural decisions, you know, AC versus DC, as we get information about that, that's going to help you become more efficient. Certainly, as we get better data in the data center about what's going on moment to moment, and we establish new control schemes and new operational strategies for the data center, that's going to help you become more efficient as well. And I have to say last, and I think it's the one we know the least about today, as we understand more about the coupling between how power is generated and how the power is distributed, that's going to help us too. This has been a great overview. I'm really looking forward to the next one. What are we going to talk about? The next one we're going to switch out of infrastructure and hardware, and we're going to talk about software, specifically virtualization. Now, virtualization in one shape or form has been around for a while. Certainly mainframes used to sell slices of their time to different users. Now we're seeing it in a little different light. And its adoption is faster than many of us would ever thought. And one of the important vectors for that adoption are the ways in which virtualization can be used to save power within the data center. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much, Jeff. Guys, this has been a great overview. And if our listeners would like to hear the entire series, please visit dell.com slash podcast. And if you would like more information on Dell's power and cooling initiatives, please check out the latest edition of the Power Solutions magazine at dell.com slash power solutions, or you can visit the power and cooling website at dell.com slash energy. And please join us again for another edition of Data Center of the Future podcast series. (laughs) 